0: Welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay, a basketball edition. I'm your host, Martin Weiss, joined here with soon-to-be celebrity TikToker, Mark Gunnels. What's
1: up, man? How you doing? I can't believe I really signed up for this.
0: Well, you know what? I
1: didn't sign up for this. I'm still bitter that I did not get two sweeps. I just cannot believe it. I'm never going to get over the fact that the only swept that happened was a series that was supposed to go seven games between the Nets and the Celtics. I do not understand how the Warriors did not close that series. I definitely don't understand how the Philadelphia 76ers didn't close that series, because you were really scared about that one. But here we are.
0: No, I thought the Raptors the Raptors were like the
1: sex See, here's here's what No, I, you were really worried about the Denver Golden State. Yes. That's I was the one terrified. you
0: terrified. I told you I was worried about Denver, Golden State, and Brooklyn, Boston after game two. I was like, I don't see a way that the like the teams that are down O two are gonna get a win. I just didn't see the way it was possible. And uh it turned out that the MVP didn't let me down all the way. <laughs> so I hadn't cashed that bet. But as you know, and as uh, the rest of the audience is about to find out and see, even practicing diligently, back in the sixth grade you were a bad kid. Something, something. The tutor <laughs> from every Jackson Mahomes TikTok video.
1: So yeah, I went through the archives of Twitter. You know, just typed in Jackson Mahomes pregame, found all the pregame dances he'd done the past year or so, and I found what I felt pretty comfortable with. So you guys will find out which one I'm talking about later. If you're a big Jackson Mahomes fan, I want to spoil which game he did this particular dance in. So you'll figure out later in the show.
0: Well, with that, let's get on to the fast break. The Suns beat the Mavericks last night, 121-114. to And I'll tell you this right now. I thought Dallas has a sneaky uh, team coming out of the West. I think Dallas is in trouble. First
1: of all, did you put money on the spread?
0: Uh, No, I didn't.
1: Did you see how it came out to that last shot by Dinwiddie? They lost by seven. The spread, I believe, was five or five and a half, depending on when you got it at. Right. If he makes that, they lose by four. <laughs> he was wide open in the quarter. That's the only thing I could think about at the end of that game. I was like, wow, if you were on either side of that bet, you were on your knees praying either he makes it or missed that shot at the end.
0: It's, either, it's a, either a bad beat or a great win. Yeah. That's the worst when you lose on the back door like that. It's like, man, because I know this game wasn't, in my opinion, wasn't even close. Throughout most of it.
1: Yeah. I would say, though, I was impressed how Dallas kind of kept hanging around for the most part. Like, I felt like they were down by 20 most of the game. But in reality, they were down by 10, 12. They'll make a three. Max will make a three. to cut it to nine. Like, the Suns could never really fully blow it open, I felt like. So, considering they were shooting so well. I mean, they shot nearly 60% from the field. So, I think Dallas could take something from that game into game two because I don't think Brunson's going to play that bad again. And I don't believe the Suns are going to shoot that well again. See, Now, like, not, not, before you go, I do think a couple things that will maintain is DeAndre Ayton eating inside. Oh, yeah. Because Dallas is super smart. They got nobody that can guard him. Against Utah, it didn't matter because Gobert can't score.
0: <laughs> like Jason Kidd <Kitts> said, just <laughs> <to> ain't <say> Gobert <laughs> on Whiteside. side. These bigs can score the basketball. But the thing that concerns me is – like I said in the Utah series, I was concerned about was it game three when he came back or game four when Luka came back? I picked him to lose that game, right? And I, had, I was all over Dallas to win the series, but I picked him to lose that game yeah, because he of the game way. came back game four. Came back game four. I picked him to lose that game because of the way he has to adjust back into Dallas' system because for better or for worse, Luka is Dallas' system. Well, here's what, here's what Phoenix said on game one. They're, all right, cool. We're gonna guard you with the guy who could have been defensive player of the year, Mikael Bridges, and see what you can do with it. And he had forty five points, so I mean, he did a lot. On fifty percent,
1: right? But
0: <laughs> it's the way when the the way that they play offense when he's going does not lend. I don't think they can beat Phoenix seven game uh, in a seven game series without moving the ball more like they were doing in games one, two, and three in the first round when Brunson was the guy. Kind of running the show. If they don't run more Brunson point and kind of ease off of some of this Luca Iso, I think they're in a, I think they're going to be in trouble because they're not going to. Phoenix has shown they're not going to double him. If you're going to double him, you, that you would have did it game one. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. I agree with you, and I do think Dallas will make that adjustment. I mean, we've seen Jason Kidd make adjustments throughout the year, and I think Luca he he has to realize it, right? I mean, the way that game went, he couldn't have played any better, and they still got dominated. I mean, the final score doesn't really isn't predicated on how the game really went. Like you said, they got beat bad, but then lost by 7 points. So, I think heading to game 2, you're going to see more of a balanced attack. I think Brunson's going to be better, and he still had opportunities. Let's not get her. Let's not get a twist here. He missed a couple of bunnies. I was like, "Come on, what's going on, Brunson?" Missed a couple of open shots. So, it's not like he didn't have any opportunities to cash in. So, I do think he will be better. And like I said, the main thing for me is The sons couldn't miss a shot. And some of it was good defense, man. They just couldn't miss. They're a different team at home, man. Like, when they're at home, they're cooking, man.
0: I feel like Chris Paul is is jumping up and down and shouting and stomping on the floor and pointing at everybody and saying, y'all, look at Philadelphia. You see what's going on in the 76ers right now? We need no extra games. We win six games in the first round, and look what happened. No, we're trying to get up out of here. We've been the best team in the NBA this whole damn time. Like, let's go ahead and roll. I, I I and plus two, the the first series, I guess New Orleans was is, is an emotional series for Chris Paul with Willie Green being the head coach, going back to New Orleans, and then plus two, he's got that little pest Alvarado chasing him around, guarding him full court. You know, he's like I think this is gonna be a different series. It's gonna be a slower series, and I think it all benefits Phoenix. So it
1: sounds like you think this is gonna be over in four or five.
0: I think it'll be I would give Dallas in 6. I mean, I'm sorry, Phoenix in 6, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was 5. I think it goes 7. I just I after what seven. I saw, I wouldn't be surprised like I don't want to if Luka gets doubled, then I feel like it can go 7. But with Dinwiddie and Brunson not being a big focal parts of this offense and they're just like are, are relegated to catch and shoot guys off of catching Lucas passes, they need it. They need a, a curveball. They got a fastball and Luka Doncic. They need a curveball. Otherwise, they're not gonna like. It's just gonna. Phoenix is too smart of a team to to, to uh, just allow that to continue to occur.
1: Oh yeah, I agree. But I, you don't believe in Jason Kidd making adjustments? I really think they're gonna make some adjustments, man. You can't continue to play like that. He knows better. Uh, and Brunson, his emergence last series without Luka. That's a sign, man. And I know it was Utah, but when Luka came back, there was still a room for Brunson to cook. He still had good games when Luka came back. Like I said, I know it was Utah, but he still had opportunities to still ball out. So I don't think – I wouldn't overreact too much from game one. I kind of get a sense you're you're doing that a little bit too hard here.
0: Well, I just – because I – hell, the last – Luka's coach, not going to score a 45 next game. The last coach that, Luka, that told Luka to pass the ball got fired, and now he coaches in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> and then they hire Jason Kidd. I, also, I just, I agree with you. There's going to be some like I don't think Jason Kidd is going to sit there like Steve Nash did and watch the game just like you and me. But I don't. If the answer is not lower you, Lucas usage rate, then I don't know how Dallas wins this series, and I don't know if Dallas is going to want that to be the answer.
1: I think that will be the answer, and I'm still. I, I got Dallas winning this series, and I'm going to stick with it.
0: So who do you have uh, now that the Heat are up one nothing on the 76ers? With Joel Embiid's got a hurt eye.
1: Yeah, that's, I got the Heat in five. That
0: sucks. Yeah. I can just imagine breaking your eye. Well, you he hurt an orbital bone. He's he, not a boxer. He shouldn't even been in the game, man. You yeah. know, I, all right. that's I, That's straw man, and I get it. I hear. He shouldn't have been in the game. He shouldn't have been in the game. But I thought... That, uh, oh, no, I can't remember who. Maybe it might have been Jalen Rose. Made a very prescient point on ESPN. They shouldn't have been playing the game to begin with. They shouldn't have been playing. They should have closed them out. They should have closed the Raptors out in game five. Then you wouldn't have been playing game six. Then you don't get hit in the face with an elbow in the first round of the playoffs. Well, yeah, nobody's arguing that, but the reality is they did play a game six. So. But the all right, but, but the reality also is, and I feel, Doc, like they had their players in, and I get it, it's it's very easy to be like, well, why was he in the game? You know, there's a 20-point game with such and such time left, whatever.
1: Just, the, just for clarity, I was saying this before the injury happened. I was watching the game. I'm like, why the hell is he in the game? They're up 20-plus with four minutes to go. I well, was saying that before.
0: So this is not hindsight here. And, like, and when you watch basketball tonight, I want you to tell me, how many different instances there are of an 11-0 run that happens in less than two minutes and 30 seconds? Oh my God! It happens every
1: night. Okay, then if that happens, then you can bring him back in the game.
0: I i just I don't have a problem with Embiid being in the game. The bigger problem is the fact they're playing that game to begin with. They should, like you said, they should have took care of the Raptors who had no Scottie Barnes for the start of the series and no Fred Leaf for the end of it in five games, and they didn't. They really should have swept them, but they didn't.
1: Yeah, I shouldn't be doing a Jackson Mahomes dance today if they would have swept them.
0: And, and Joel Embiid, now his eye hurt. Now all of this, all of these things are coming down the pipe as a result of the fact that the Philadelphia 76ers didn't close out the Raptors when they should have and could have. And Matisse with Thibault, with his old vaccination stuff. But I just know this. We haven't said much about them all playoffs, probably because there hasn't been much of a challenge. But the Miami Heat have not blinked once this postseason.
1: Yeah, and I ain't gonna lie to you, they still don't impress me. Like, I wasn't impressed by that win yesterday. It's just something about them that doesn't move me. Maybe it's the fact they don't have a true number one. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the fact that they got these no name guys. You know, they're good players, but these these guys guys that, you know, go ahead. They just are contributing and we're like, do I really believe it? <laughs> like, you played at Atlanta, a play-in team in the first round. Now you're playing Philadelphia without arguably the MVP. So, like, how much, how much do I need to buy into Miami at this point? They have such a, they're having such an easy path to the conference finals. They're walking to the conference finals, man. They haven't had no pushback.
0: This is wild to me. It's a wild, wild, wild concept you know what? I guess it's not I guess it shouldn't be that wild because Frank Vogel's fired. The Lakers have forgotten what happened in the bubble. But this team went to the Eastern Conference Finals less than three years ago. Like this team was I mean, this team was in the finals less than three years ago. You're talking about like all the things that uh, uh we'll get to them in a second. Draymond Green talking about we have the experience and we have this and we have that. You know who's got experience? The Miami Heat. And I got the – they went and got swept last year, but they got swept by the eventual champion. Okay, so I get it. They ran into the buzzsaw. All year, the best two teams in the East have been the – have been best two teams in the East have been the Bucks and the Heat. And as we sitting there – you disagree? Not since the clock turned
1: to 2022. 20, the two best teams are playing right now in the East, and that's Milwaukee and Boston. The winner of that is going to the finals. That's the real Eastern Conference finals right there.
0: Okay, so the best two teams all year were Milwaukee and Boston. I mean Milwaukee and Miami. But Boston had a great second half. Yeah, since since January. Yep, and, and, and they just beat the seventh seed, so good for them. Swept them. They did. I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> they did. I watched it. They swept the seventh seed. Congratulations for taking care of business. But you're not gonna sit here and deny the fact that Miami and Milwaukee have not been one and two are three jockeying among the standings for the entire year.
1: Yeah, they have, 100%. All
0: right. That's a fact. I'm not going to argue facts. I just know this. To me, it seems like the Eastern Conference is down to Miami and Milwaukee. And I thought that maybe being down in Miami would, like, rejuvenate James Harden. You know, there used to be a thing going on on Reddit that being close to strip clubs would power him up. And uh, he would out normally have some of his best games within proximities of strip clubs. Does not seem to be the case. South Beach may have lost its luster to James Harden. I don't know what's going on there.
1: (laughs) I think he's just lost it. He's not capable of being that guy anymore. So it's not even the fact that you can't even use that narrative that Harden disappears in the playoffs this year because I don't think he's physically capable of doing the things he used to do. He can't blow He can't blow by anybody. His step back doesn't have the same juice to it no more. And people are talking about, well, he just needs to be more aggressive. Look at his role now. Well, there was no end beat yesterday. So that was a prime opportunity to be aggressive. He only shot, what, 12 times? It's not because he's not trying to be aggressive. Like I said, he can't get his shot off. He can't get any separation. That hamstring has really bothered him and has really hindered his career at this point. And he doesn't keep himself in shape. So that's also a negative as well. I mean, he just doesn't have it. And not to mention, the rule changes. He's not getting those ticky-tack fouls so he's going to the free throw line 15 or 20 times a game to boost up his points per game average. He's not getting those calls
0: anymore. So he's just not that guy, man. I'm sorry. I, I Now I feel like we've gone too far. I really do. Are your eyes deceiving you? When you watch him play, this is not Houston James Harden. It's not, but also too. He shot the ball one time in the fourth quarter. Like, okay, maybe you can't blow by somebody, but like, all right, bro, like you're not doing nothing. You don't turn around, go to the post. You don't turn, like. You don't like. I I don't think that James Harden just forgot how to play basketball. I'm not saying he forgot. I'm just saying
1: his body's not allowing him to do what he is used to doing. He he's mentally is there, but his body's not matching the mental. That's what I'm saying.
0: I just know this. Talk about trading trash for garbage. Like, that's just, I, I mean, like, talking about, I mean, you want to, tr- like, putting a rock in a hard place. But, like, who, I mean, Ben Simmons was going to help this team either, obviously, but.
1: Yeah, I've never seen a team, I've never seen a trade where you had two all-stars where neither neither team won the trade. Both teams lost the trade. <laughs> you, can literally, you can literally say
0: that. <laughs> well, Philly might not. I just don't know if. The real the real thing about James Harden, it's almost it's very similar to my Jokic thing. It's like if everybody didn't talk about him like this, then we wouldn't have to talk about him like that. But like if James Harden wasn't about to make forty five a million dollars next year
1: There's no way he should get that.
0: <laughs> I'm just I mean, he'd be fine. You know, it's not like he's Russell he's not Russell Westbrook. Like he's not literally unplayable. Like he's not literally a guy that your team is going to be better if he's on the bench more often than not, but forty five million dollars a year,
1: they should not give him that at all. I'm. Glad, I'll, I'll rather let him
0: walk. I'm glad it's this, this decision I don't have to make. Another decision I'm glad I don't have to make is how to try to guard Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> it's not.
1: It's not possible.
0: I heard somebody said he does the ice cube. He does an ice cube. Might just fuck around and get a triple-double.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to say, where are you going with
0: that? Okay. Might just fuck around <laughs> and get a triple-double. <laughs> On accident. <laughs> then I'm saying? He gets a near triple-double without blinking. <laughs> and the interesting thing about this series to me, the most fascinating thing, at least from game one, my takeaway was everything that the Celtics did to beat the Nets, the Bucs did to the Celtics. So we're not going to let you get into the paint. KD Kyrie are gonna turn you into jump shot, jump shooters. All right, well, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum shot more jump shots, uh, hell, shot more jump shots in game one than they did the all the whole yeah. first round.
1: They attempted 53s as a team. That's unheard the, the of.
0: Paint is locked down. Because I mean, all right, take out Chris Middleton. Just add in six ten Bobby Portis into this gargantuan lineup already. I don't think the Celtics, like the the Bucks length. Is going to give the Celtics so much trouble, and I don't know. I don't know the counter to that.
1: Well, the first thing is they got to shoot better.
0: <laughs> but it's not, all right, But part of the reason they shooting bad is because they got hands in their face. Oh yeah, whereas, no, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But they're
1: not gonna shoot that bad again tonight. Uh, they're gonna shoot better tonight. Will they win? Mm, I don't know. But they're not gonna shoot that bad again. And then also the Marcus Smart thing. I mean. He's questionable. He's probably gonna play. He's a tough guy, but I mean, he was hobbling, even when he came back after the little situation happened. He was still hobbling around, holding his leg, and he's there. He's arguably the most valuable player, like as far as importance and what he does offensively and defensively for that team. Like he's like their Draymond Green. Like if but, people say, like Draymond Green's more valuable than Steph Curry. He's not better well, than
0: those. Him. Well, first of all, those people but, are wrong, and second of all, <laughs> Jason Tatum's more valuable than Marcus Smart. But I see what you're saying.
1: You know what I mean, though.
0: There's nobody yeah. that there's nobody that can you, you can't. Well, you can't cobble together Tatum scoring either. But there's nobody that defends at high at, at such a high level as Marcus Smart comparatively to the rest of the players on the team.
1: Yeah, and he's an underrated playmaker as well, too. Another ball handler,
0: but. Yeah, man, it's going to be tough for Boston. Originally, i said
1: Bucks in seven. I think I may have been too nice. This is probably going to be five or six. <laughs> I don't see this going seven anymore. And I'm not overreacting to game one. It's just the fact that I didn't believe that the Bucks would be able to look that good defensively without Chris Middleton. But then you mentioned the Bobby Portis thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> Bobby Portis is taller. He's longer. He's more athletic. Hey, and he can still shoot too.
0: He's just not. He's just not a. I mean, Chris Middleton yeah, is he, not also either a, a get your shot off the dribble type of guy. As no, Chris, much, Chris can get his shot off, the, as much as I mean, he's. I wouldn't put him in the top ten of 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 shot makers. I mean,
1: yeah, but he's still one I'm of those saying, guys. We can, saw it last year in the finals. He was a. He was a guy that can get his own.
0: He's he's the guy on that team that is going to be trying to do it. Yeah. Right? Like. Yeah. Whereas Devin Booker on the other side is elite at. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. 100%. Man. So you, you got this what? Bucks and 5, Bucks and 6. I, say Bucks in oh, I said Bucks and 7. You said Bucks and 7. I think it's going to be if I were to readjust it after game 1, I say Bucks and 6, that feels like 7. Yeah. Like like you had like like first round, you had uh Pelicans and I mean you had Suns and 6, but it felt like 7 games, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh you had uh Nets and 4 that felt I mean Celtics and 4 that felt like 3. All right. Grizzlies and 6. Yeah. That felt Grizzlies like and 6 seven. that felt like 7. Yeah. And now I'm trying to think on the back end, like Miami and five felt like a sweep,
1: mm-hmm. right, you yeah.
0: know what I'm saying like so i I think this is gonna be bucks is gonna be bucks and six that feels like seven, yeah, like six hard fought games
1: so I don't wanna go too far ahead here, but you seem to be pretty high on Miami, so you got Milwaukee over Miami in the conference finals
0: i don't I don't. It all depends if Kyle Lowry – like, I got to see – we got to see where it all shakes out. But if I had to project it right now, I'd have Milwaukee and Miami in the conference finals. Okay. Yeah. I, had it, I mean, I've had that for a while. I would
1: have had Philly if MB was playing from game one, but that definitely changed things.
0: I'm sick of Doc Rivers, man. I, I was I thought they were a sneaky upset Nick Nurse was just such a much better coach than he is.
1: Yeah, I picked the Raptors. I was on that.
0: And I, I tell you <laughs> what, Doc Rivers – He's got some. Int- we have to get to that in a little bit. He's got some interesting stuff that he's been talking about in his press conferences. I'm sure there will be another one coming soon. But he he's been flying real close to the sun with the media. Like, what's wrong with you guys? It was like, I don't know. We're not the one to keep blowing all these leads. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have one after game two when they go down zero two. So <laughs> when they go down. <laughs> so Mark, have you ever had to do an emergency podcast? Yeah. 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 What was uh, the emergency? I thought, I thought there was a follow-up to that. Was, what was the emergency? <laughs> what was the emergency?
1: Um, I mean, somebody just asked me, I don't want to hop on a podcast out of nowhere randomly. Like, I, hey, that's,
0: that's, that's my thing. You know, I want your sports. That's to an unexpected this. podcast. That's not an emergency oh, podcast. Oh, so what's the definition of an emergency podcast? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, so you're asking but me I, for I, But all I know is, is it's, it's been this thing that's come out now that all of a sudden people have emergency podcasts so much so that Draymond Green, after getting ejected, can't be bothered with talking to the media. He's got to race back to his hotel room uh, uh, <laughs> to go and record an emergency podcast to say everything he would have said in the post-game press conference, which would have <laughs> happened before he could have possibly made it back to the hotel room so how big of an emergency was it draymond but do you
1: do guys do post-game
0: pressures after they get ejected i feel like
1: they kind of just don't do that after Mm. getting ejected i feel like that's not a thing maybe i'm I'm, I'm, maybe i'm wrong on that but i feel like when guys get ejected they they don't go and face the media after that
0: game but i could be wrong right or wrong (laughs) draymond green knows how to find people but the the idea is i don't what's the emergency it's not an emergency. I just, emergency podcast, like, there's all types of actual emergencies. You wouldn't record it and put it on a podcast. (laughs) Shout out to Colin Cowher, by the way. (laughs) The volume. (laughs) But anyway, Draymond got ejected. Jordan Poole went back to the bench. And John Morant missed a game winner. Yeah,
1: I like the play design, actually. I thought that was a really good play. The fact that he got him going downhill and the ball wasn't in his hands the whole time. So it was kind of like a decoy in a sense. But the Warriors said they saw it coming. So sure. this is a play that they've ran before this season. And they will have success on it. Clay, this, Clay sniffed it out. The veteran savvy that he is defensively. You know, the former all-time defender. He came through in a clutch. Contested the shot. He cut off Jaw's angle. Jaw didn't have a direct path. He had to kind of go to the side and have a weird, unorthodox angle. Your boy Jaw didn't get it done in the biggest moment of game one. Shout out to Klay Thompson.
0: Yeah, he needed to he needed to step up defensively too because the only reason that they even had a shot is cause he went doink for doink from the free throw line on the possession prior. Yeah, he
1: made a big three though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah the thing Josh gotta be he's gotta move the ball more. It's like the I get their their uh their end game play call is jog at the bucket but not everybody knows that at the angle call game, like, oh, is is jogging a bucket <laughs> you know what i'm saying call 12 call 12 to make a play because 12, call me cuz really the game-winner, not so much I don't have a problem with because, you know, you only got so much time and, you you know, I, I, you know you just got to – I feel it. Brandon Clark's wide open. Andrew Wickens is getting dunked on for the game. He's standing right under the rim just looking up like, God, please no, <laughs> right? But, you know, Jai didn't see him. He had uh, – and if he was really getting freaky with it, he had Dylan Brooks in the corner, too, on the same possession. But, I mean, I can't fault him for that. But the one so – you go head up on Steph Curry – and Steph Curry strips slash blocks you. Meanwhile. I locked that shit up, boy. That's what he said. <laughs> meanwhile, Brandon Clark is right there wide open. I'm like, come on, man. And it's not like Brandon Clark is a Steven Adams. Like, Brandon Clark has shown in oh, yeah. this postseason yeah. through, what is this, now seven games that Memphis has played, he's a reliable finisher around the rim. You yeah. give him the ball, he's gonna shoot the line. Nah, now nah, you don't want to not nah, free throw line. You're holding your breath. You got that ugly old form. I don't care what he shoots. Anybody who holds the ball that long at the at the, <laughs> at, the, at, the at the top of the point yeah. before they shoot the ball, that's ugly. Yeah, I don't care. You make ninety percent. That's still ugly. Just making ninety percent of ugly. But he's shown he's a proven player. Jha's got it. He's got to be a more willing passer down the stretch. Although I understand why. I will t- put it like this: until he can get a knockdown three point shot. He's got to be a more willing passer down the stretch. Not even just the three. Uh, how about a midi? He has no mid range game
1: either. You see their dunks or three point attempts. Well, he, everything he has no through there is a the floater. No, he has no real in between game, though. No. He doesn't really use it that much. Like he, when he's attacking, he's going all the way to the rim. He's not stopping on a dime at 10 feet like a Chris Paul, you know, and it's going to kill you from the mid range. So he definitely has to develop that part of his game. Cause he, how about this? And I said this before. And I think this should really be a prop. And I'm shout, I'm I'm calling FanDuel right now. I'm proposing this. We need props over under on how many times Jaw falls on the ground each game. <laughs> that needs to be a real thing. I, I mean, seriously, the guy falls like ten times a game. I need an
0: over under eight and a half. I think that's a good number. Eight and a half, seven and a half. He is. I mean. <laughs> Jim Jackson said it during one of the broadcasts. He's got to stay off the ground because, like, he's tough as nails, right? He'll take the punishment from other people, but the ground ground doesn't forgive. You know, it's – but I just – I'm concerned about Draymond Green and the importance level that he has to this Warriors team. And also – What do you mean by that? I'm concerned with Klay Thompson as well. What do you mean by that? I mean that Draymond is too important to the Warriors to be as unreliable as he is. When
1: you say unreliable, are you talking about as far as the flagrance and you never know when he's going to be ejected? Well, that and-
0: as well. But then also, too, like, I mean, he had, a, like, a mini Ben Simmons moment in last series where he passed up a layup and kicked it out for a wide open three. And then, like, immediately in the game he was talking about, like, yo, you know, hey, that wasn't like that because, you know, our three-point shooters and this and that and the third. But just the mere fact that we're talking about, yo, you're passing up layups, bro. What's going on? You okay? right? And, like, it's it was – Okay, so when Draymond think think way back to before Kevin Durant got there, Draymond Green used to shoot the ball. In fact, very famously, there was a meme. It said Draymond shoots like he got a backpack yeah, on, yeah, right? Yeah. And yeah. it was like a thing, yeah, right? Because you know why? Because Draymond was shooting four four threes a game. You know what I'm saying? He was he was help uh, helping space on the floor. Kevin Durant comes in. Draymond Green becomes a 235 hundred thirty five pound point guard who never you know who just never shoots anything. Okay, cool, got it. But here's the thing: now Kevin Durant ain't walking through that door no more. And here's a really quiet, sneaky thing: Klay Thompson has been really up and down since he's come back from his from his uh, surgeries, which is expected, right? Yeah. This team is depending a ton right now. On Jordan Poole, who is on a playoff stretch unlike any we've ever seen in the first two rounds, I shouldn't say unlike any we've ever seen, but unlike any we've ever seen from a guy who just six months ago was in the G League, mm-hmm. right? right? Most of the time we reserve this for, like, you know, all-stars, mm-hmm. yeah. Hall of Famers, yeah. you know, you know at least superstars. Or even lottery picks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. This guy's who you expected to see, you know, putting out a consistent output of what, at least over 25 points a game? Yeah. And Steph, who is Steph, who's had a down year all year by Steph standards. It's just this Warriors team. I get that Jordan – people are – I'll say it like this. If you had asked me at the start of this postseason why I thought about the Warriors, I thought they were a second-round team because I thought that they didn't have the ceiling. I thought that their window was going to be closing. Right? Just how many – like, just think about it. How often do you have teams that continually win? Right. Like like the Warriors had their dynasty. They kind of had their time. Right. In my head. I I think that people are saying that the idea that Jordan Poole has like extended that. And I don't know. I don't I don't I. I guess I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop on Jordan Poole as much as it hurts me to say as a Michigan fan.
1: I think the window has expanded and I'll tell you why. Here's the difference between other teams and the Warriors. The Warriors had their run. A lot of teams have their run, and it, it doesn't. It's continuous, right? Like they don't have a, a bad year. The Warriors were one of the worst teams in the league a couple of years ago, so they were allowed to have a lottery pick. And he's not even playing right now, which is crazy. James Wiseman, we forget about him. So if he becomes a thing, you got to you got to remember about him too, moving forward. So that's another piece, right? Number one pick, and not to mention, they were able to get off of Kevin Durant they got D'Angelo Russell in exchange and they flipped that to get Andrew Wiggins who was an all-star this year and he's only 26 years old.
0: Andrew Wiggins all-star like that's one of the things that if I had been paying more I was paying attention but if I had been really paying attention I would have dug in probably a lot harder on that than I should have. There had to been a there had there's no way that he was the most deserving to be I mean the there was some
1: injuries at the time he was playing at that level. I mean, I'm not going to argue if somebody says he shouldn't have made it, but who are you
0: going to put in over him? I'm not going to say he shouldn't have made the All Star team. I'm not going to be. Oh, all he definitely like shouldn't have been the starter, though. But the idea that he was an All Star starter, no, oh, all right, definitely. all right, come on, he definitely should not have be been. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, like, the be be like, I was like, should he be an All Star? Like, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like he wasn't one of the best 14 players in the Western Conference and start at. Sure, I'm not going to sit like, was he, was he the 12th? Was he the 16th? I don't care. He, he got voted in. but the start,
1: No, nah, he shouldn't have started. No, no chance. But when you consider those factors. He's only 26, and you got James Wiseman coming back, and then the Jordan Poole emergence, and not to mention, I know Steph Curry is what 30, 33, but his game is gonna age well. Like he's not a guy that's gonna just fall off a cliff, cause shooting never dies, and he has the handle, and his game's not built on athleticism. Same, same with Clay Thompson. So I don't see how their window is closing, or I'm not sure if you're implying that or not. But I think it has expanded. I really do. And I think they they might go to the finals this year and win it all. I, just I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Uh, James Harden would like to challenge you on the shooting. And don't forget died. about
1: Kaminga. Kaminga's going to be a sneaky good player in two or three years.
0: Well, in two. But I'm talking about this series right
1: now. No, I was talking about their window. You were talking about the window uh, closing, just,
0: If you so. ask me at the start of the postseason. Now, I didn't expect to see uh, uh, Jordan Poole continue with this stretch. But also, too, like Denver wasn't a real postseason team. In my like, if the like if if injuries had hadn't happened throughout the regular season, I think the Denver would have been up up looking in in the in probably, right? If the Lakers and the Clippers had not been ravaged by injury, but in this series in this in this series in specific, I had the Grizzlies in six. Wow, because I thought that the guards of Bain and Brooks and John ja Morant will be able to run around with the Steph and the Clay and the Pool and the X factor for the series is really Memphis' big men. If Jaron Jackson Jr., Xavier Tillman, if they can rebound and if they can um if, if Jaron Jackson Jr. can shoot, like he was I think it was six for nine in game one, if they can shoot and keep Draymond away from the rim, Ja's gonna eat. Because I don't think that they have anybody that can guard John Moran.
1: Oh, yeah, I agree with like, that. I don't think
0: they have anybody that can guard him. You got Bain shooting at the clip he was shooting at. If he, I mean, he probably come back down to earth, but if he shoots 40% from three, that right there is a dangerous mix. That being said, you get Draymond ejected in the first half. You have, uh with the I think, three Golden State starters and, and had three fouls in the first half. That's a game you got to win.
1: Yeah, I mean, I got the Warriors in five, and... You know, people say five. Sometimes people assume that I think like it's just going to be a complete wipeout. Like I think all five games are going to be close, but I believe in the experience of the Warriors. This is not Minnesota. They're not going to shoot thirty-five foot threes with Clay with Cat um, <laughs> in in key moments. D'Lo's not going to force a shot over two guys. You know, well he did force a shot for two guys, but he's not going to. They're, they're not going to do that with the Warriors. Steph's not going to do that. Clay's not going to do that. They play a smarter brand of basketball. And they won that game without Draymond Green, who was their main facilitator. Memphis blew a golden opportunity. They're cooked, man. They're cooked. The Warriors in five. I mean, Clay shot six of 19. You got Dre ejected. They were getting the calls, too, by the way. Let's talk about the refs for a little bit. The refs were obviously wanted Memphis to win that game. It was egregious. I mean, even if you're a Memphis fan, The officiating was clearly favorable to Memphis. Everything was in their favor, and they
0: still lost that game
1: at home. It's over. Warriors in five.
0: What did you say before the series? I said
1: Warriors in five before the series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can check my tweets. It's on record. I'm not going to check your tweets. Oh yeah, I'm just letting you know I'm not capping. Warriors in five, man. I'm
0: not capping. I wonder how many people who work on this network know what that means. Um... Outside of me and you, I think meatballs probably does. What would you set the over-under at? <laughs> uh, I'll say you got to set it probably at, say, two and a half. Two and a half? I think I'd take the under. If you set it one and a half, I'd, I'd have to really – I was going to
1: say one and a half. But I feel like the staff is a little too deep to just say one and a half. So uh,
0: Yeah. I don't know. We'll debate that going forward. But <laughs> before we get to our top five, let's take a quick break. All right, Mark, our top five for this week is a category that you'll probably be in one of these days soon. What is it about? Let me check my watch. This about 16 years from now. <laughs> Unruly sports parents, right? And this is inspired by number five on my list. And he has been the darling of the playoffs so far this year. <laughs> Quite honestly, he kind of gets on my nerves, which is a little, <laughs> a little opposite of what this topic is, but T. Morant. You mean Usher? First of all, everybody says that. <laughs> I see I see a taller shorty low. Ooh. That
1: everybody
0: is more says That usher, is more accurate. I see a taller that shorty low. That is more low. accurate. May he rest in peace. Yeah. You know that I'm actually saying? is more accurate. Yeah.
1: I never thought about that.
0: Like, but the thing that gets me about Tim Morant is uh <laughs> and this is where I feel like he's a little different than LeVar Ball, but just in it's because T. Morant is all up in the videos, all up in the interviews. Like, he liked to shoot night of it, right? You know what I'm saying? He, uh, uh, now, and two, I love this story coming out of the draft. You familiar with that?
1: No, I'm not sure.
0: This is honestly, honestly, back, you remember back when I was like, ja, 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 get Zion So out this of story here. is what sold you? One of them. Okay. But he was talking about his relationship with his dad, and he said, "My dad is my, was my biggest hater." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, this is a little Todd Mary event. Like, what's going on here?" Yeah. And he's like, "No, my dad just never let me uh, accept anything except greatness." And he's like, "My dad, when I was a kid, he used to have me out there jumping over hurdles and it's out, jumping out of sand over the hurdles." And that's why, you know, he can jump up, cock it back to last week and dunk on somebody. Wow. And so I just, I was always, so I've always, like, I saw him when he got drafted. He was crying when he got drafted. I'll say this, he's getting on my nerves a little bit, but honestly, because he looks like he's a little lit on the sidelines.
1: I thought you liked
0: lit, man. No, uh, but I'm, I don't mean, I don't mind, uh, I don't mind him being excited. He looks <laughs> like he's had one through <laughs> medicine And I think he really needs those sunglasses. Uh now, he's never done anything that's been too crazy out of the ordinary. Yeah. But it's just, I see when you have that liquor mixed in with all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, you never, I don't know, it's not a good mix. But I'm not wishing nothing bad on Team Morant, and I'm glad that he's here to cheer his son on. Yeah. But he could take his, he could back up a row.
1: Okay, I feel that, I feel that. So I'm going to go to baseball, number five. Because he's the father of my favorite baseball player of all time, and who I think is the GOAT. You know, I know it's controversial, but... Bobby Bonds. Bobby Bonds. Bobby Bonds, man. And people don't realize he was a pretty good player of his own, man. He was. Really good player. Played for the Giants back in the 70s. Played for multiple teams, but mainly known for playing for the Giants. And obviously his son, Barry, went on to go play for the Giants after playing for Pittsburgh. I mean, if you birth the guy that's the home run king, I mean, how many go-glows? People forget, Barry Bonds was a great defender in Pittsburgh too. They just talk about the home runs because that's like – the you know the clout people care about, but he was a a five-tool player, like he still bases, good defender, great hitter. Obviously, hit for contact, hit for power. So I'm gonna go with Bobby Bonds, man. You birthed my goat, so you got to be my top five.
0: So I'm going. This is one that's kind of off the wall. Dave Dombrowski somewhere smiling as I say Bum Phillips, and you're like, who is Bum Phillips? Bum Phillips. You know what Bum Phillips is?
1: Talking about uh the defensive coordinator.
0: Yep. From the Cowboys. Well, he coached like a lot of he coached other a other bunch team, of different teams. teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But gave birth to Wade Phillips. That's yeah. who coached the Cowboys. Oh, okay. As well, okay, yeah. But yes. Bum Phillips in his ten gallon hat, coached the New Orleans Saints. Just birthed basically modern NFL defense, and then his son, who just renovated his modern NFL defenses ideas off the end of it. Bum Phillips, for okay. uh, like, and plus two, cause like I wanted to do guys. I don't want to do people that were too like. Outrageous. Like, there's a lot of crazy people out there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what are your contributions to the game? T Morant, Bray John Morant, Bum Phillips made defense and and Wade.
1: Okay, okay. I like that. I like that. So, number four, I'm going to go with another guy that birthed the goat of something, Dale Curry.
0: Dale Curry. How about
1: Dale Curry, man? And you know what? You know, he's always had the reputation of being this nice, calm, collective guy. You know, great family man. Did you see the picture of him against the Knicks? Oh, Del Curry, not a family when, man no I boy. know, I know. I'm saying prior to that. <laughs> but did you see that picture? We had like three young women next to him against the Knicks in the garden a few months ago. And he was looking like a hot boy. Like, "Damn, okay, you popped out. You outside now. You know Let's what I'm see, saying?
0: When was this? Let's see. It,
1: Yeah, that picture went viral. I think it was playing against the Knicks in the garden. He had like three young ladies next to him.
0: Okay, so cuz cause, cuz cause <laughs> I I vividly remember the thread when Seth Curry, I mean when Steph when Sonya filed for divorce from Dell. Yeah. Do you
1: remember this? The thread, I'm not sure about the thread you're talking
0: about. Oh, my goodness. Did I miss out on that? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Just I'm just going to read a few. Oh, okay. He goes, he says, so this just starts out with this just 20-plus tweets serving as a cautionary tale for dating in 2021. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let me tell y'all something. You don't want to be out here. Every time I pause, it's a new tweet. Okay. You think you want to be out here because you're not out here. When you get out here, you ain't going to want to be out here. <laughs> you want to be out here learning TikTok dances and falling off milk crates? Do you like turmeric? Charcoal ice cream? Wow. These people are 60% crab leg, 30% iced coffee, and 10% vape pen. Look, he said you don't have the cholesterol to be out here. Oh, wow. He said, I'm telling you. Wow. You don't want to be out here in these streets. Do you know what the group chat is? Because you finna be the topic. All of this. All of these were uh, (laughs) uh, 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 cautionary warnings to to Del Curry. Oh, wow. For leaving his wife. Wow. But, yeah, it happened. I can't believe you've never seen that Twitter thread. That's amazing. At Solomon, Missouri. I don't
1: know how I didn't see
0: that. At Solomon, Missouri. Oh, man. (laughs) 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 Love the wife of your youth. He said. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's so weird. You better now go listen it. to Lemonade and pray about it. <laughs> it's so weird
1: <laughs> seeing Dale now out the games, uh, not sitting next to the family. Man, you're so used to that five, four or five years ago. But it was interesting because
0: I thought there was a thing that happened. Like they decided, it felt like a decided interest to stop showing Ayesha Curry and the kids and all of that. Yeah. Look, my man says, you're going to be chasing Cialis with Red Bull, Del Curry. Go get your queen back. <laughs> Do you know how to make a mimosa, Del Curry? Oh, my gosh. So said, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to prepare you. These people are children born of Rihanna in the fire of chaos. There you go. Wow, what a threat. My man had some warnings for Del Curry. My, wow. well, I think I'm number three. My number three that is Howie Long. Okay, okay. First of all, great football player. Second of all, how cool is it to be like, yo, my dad's on TV every Sunday? That is cool. Third of all, got two kids in the league. Yeah.
1: Hard to beat. That is hard to beat. That's very hard to beat. Number three, I'm going to go with another person that has two kids in the league. Richard Williams.
0: Richard Williams. The
1: father of Serena and Venus. I mean, do I have to say much more? Serena's the GOAT, and Venus is obviously one of the greats as well. And I don't know if you watched the uh, documentary on them. Very fascinating. Very, very fascinating. I advise you to check it out, man. I mean, he was a hard-ass, man. I mean, talk about biggest hater. (laughs) I mean, he pushed them girls to
0: the limit. Yeah, I I watched that. Actually, it was at the premiere of King Richard. Oh, okay. Uh, But, yeah, the only thing about Richard Williams is he has a whole other family in Michigan that doesn't get nearly <laughs> oh really oh wow <laughs> yeah he has a whole other family in uh in Michigan whole like a whole bunch of other kids so but you're right, he did produce <laughs> the two greatest women uh is it the, I think they're probably Serena's probably the best tennis player of all time,
1: yeah like regardless of gender regardless gender. of gender yeah,
0: and I think if you want to do best two women you throw, like the Venus would probably be up there if you wanted to do the the, the combo but I think standing yeah. alone I don't know where Venus ranks comparatively I mean I don't know yeah, I don't, she's, I don't she's know up, she's up there I know football you know what I do know the second dad on my list Archie Manning he did all the things that Howie Long did except for being on TV because he played, but he played quarterback but the number one thing he did he made sure that Eli was not gonna go do the same thing that Phillip Rivers did and I tell you what I really do believe that if Archie Manning didn't go in there and kick his foot in the door and say, "Hell no, you're going to the Giants, not the Chargers," that those careers would have been absolutely flipped. Like people would be talking about Eli Manning, like, "Oh man, how come he could never win the big one?" And people would be talking about Philip Rivers, like he was a two-time Super Bowl quarterback, like, yeah. you know, two, three times. Yeah, I, I really do think that location mattered everything when that when that went down.
1: Yeah, I agree. So my number two, you know, we have Mother's Day coming up here this week. So shout out to the mothers. I'm going to go with Wanda Durant. How about Miss Durant? Wanda. I mean, we've been watching her on the sidelines for, what, 15 years now? Back in the early Seattle OKC days. I mean, she's always there. Every game, courtside, arguing with the refs. KD is the biggest mama's boy out there. I mean, he you could tell he just loves his mom. Man, the real MVP. Yeah, after the game, right? Exactly. The best MVP MVP speech ever was dedicated to his mom,
0: so she deserves to be on my list. I got her number two. Number one for me, and it comes from a special place because I'll never forget sitting in a production meeting one day, and I said, "Hey." This kid who plays at UCLA, his dad is really loud. We should try to get him on the show. And (laughs) LeVar Ball was born right then and there. Undisputed was his first ever appearance. Oh, wow. And I was the first that suggested him. I take the credit for that. Thank you very much. Actually, I never knew that. This is the first time you told me that story. That is a true story. We are sitting in our weekly meeting. The boss who wears the suit jacket and the jeans was like, what are you, uh, anybody got any guess ideas? And I was like, this guy. He was on next week. So how did you know about him before the whole world knew about him? He was him? just on Twitter. Like, he was on, like, one of those, like, hoop type type, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, clear? yeah, like one of those yeah. Like, the mixed Clutch points, like, like yeah. well, look at this crazy dad. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, yo, he's talking about his son is better than LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> I know somebody that could have a conversation about that. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, yeah, but no, he came and he brought his, uh, his, 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 that? but then after all of that, to call your shot in such a way, uh, and also to, for the kids to seem so good with it, right? Like, like Lonzo and and Lamelo and Le'Angelo, like, yeah, none of them are ever like, "Yo, my dad is too much." He's like, "Nah, this is all good." Like, yeah. I want my dad to be exactly who he's what he's doing, exactly how he is. Yeah. And like, you can't tell me that that unbridled confidence in his kids doesn't. I mean, yeah, my dad thinks I'm better than stuff. Go, well, I better go hoop. And, I, and yeah. that can come out two different ways, right? It can come out like super big pressure, or it can come out like. He has so much confidence in me that I like I can't go wrong.
1: Yeah. So yeah, we have to say number one here. I mean, you pretty much nailed it, so I don't need to elaborate too much. But yeah, Lavar, I mean, called his shot. Still working on Leangelo
0: though. Can we, can we talk about that for a second?
1: You know he what? said all three of his sons will be
0: in the NBA. And Leangelo Ball has played NBA minutes. Hey. But I'll say this. I'll say this. If you wanna, if you wanna uh this was on the wall of like every elementary school classroom I was in until like the fifth grade. But if you reach for the moon, you'll land among the stars. Mm-hmm. If you wanna if you wanna if you wanna uh, uh, uh disparage his reach for the moon because of where his three sons landed up, all right, that's on you. That's hey, I still got my number one. So I'm just I'm all just playing right, devil's I'm, advocate I'm just, here. I'm talking I'm not ta- <laughs> I'm talking at you to a lot of people. Oh, okay, a lot of people like they say that though. It's like a thing. Like oh, what about like, LeAngelo? What about LeAngelo? Oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Most most parents get no how many parents did how many kids did your parents get into the league? Right, right. Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> probably the same as mine. None. Yeah. <laughs> also, too, I was just thinking side note, I was talking with James Harden. I'm eleven days older than James Harden, and he looks like how I feel when I play basketball. <laughs> Wow, that was a random James Harden shot there. Well, it's just because I was like, we gonna talk about his dad. Well, because we just kept talking about how old. I got just, everybody talking about, oh, man, he's you know he's not a young guy. He's old. He's old. He's old. I'm thinking about, man, I'm up there like, me, KD got me by like six months. James Harden, eleven days. Yeah, but, like, you, but you work out though. Do I? Do I?
1: <laughs> do I? <laughs>
0: hey, man, I'm trying to give you a little credit uh, here. You know what you're about to get credit for. This workout you're about to do as you perform, Jackson Mahomes. You're so good with segue, segues, man. I got to
1: give you credit for that. That was a good one.
0: Thank you. one, one pet peeve of mine. I've always hated when somebody says, that's a good segue. Yeah. Because I feel like it completely ruins the good segue. I'm not saying you just did it. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like, know what you it mean. Completely I, I you know know if if you it completely ruins. the good And I don't know you didn't want segue. to say it, but it's, I just have to give you credit no, at that I, moment. I, I, it's all good. But, you know, but it really is. It's like, yeah. oh, that's a good well, thanks, guy. Appreciate it. Yeah. I ruined now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was. And can, you have, can I have to say, thank yeah. thank you, and now? <laughs> it's like. It's like drawing up a play, and then like them putting it on the uh, the big screen, and the opposing coach being like, "That's a good play." Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks. Right. Thanks. I I, 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 you know, I'll go back to the drawing board here. Oh, man. but it's time for you to TikTok. Oh man, it's time for you to TikTok. Before we do that, I'll give you a break. We'll do our lemon pepper parlay. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so, who's your lemon pepper parlay?
1: So tonight, I am going with the Warriors minus two. And I am pairing that with the over on Giannis's points at 30 and a half. So, like we talked about earlier, Memphis blew a golden opportunity game one. They should have won that game. Everything was in their favor. Now you're going to have a more motivated Draymond for game two. I think the Warriors felt like they could play a lot better, even though they won that game. It's one of those situations where you won, but you kind of feel like you lost. So I think they're still going to be even more motivated tonight to really put the nail in the coffin, go up 2-0, heading back to the bay. And then with Giannis, he had, what, 24, 25 points last game? and He shot terribly. I think he was like 8 for 24, and he still had 25 points. So I know 30 and a half seems like a lot, but he missed like three or four layups that he normally makes. So I feel very comfortable with him getting over 30 tonight. He may even go for 40. I think it's going to be a big Giannis night.
0: So I love those two. I'm going with for my lemon pepper parlay. I'm going to take the Memphis Grizzlies plus two. So I'm going <laughs> oh, the opposite, opposite of me. You. Okay. And the reason why is because both Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain are going to score 15 or more points tonight. That's right now on FanDuel. If you parlay all that together in the same game parlay, right now 225. So plus money for Memphis. I don't know if they win, but two points. I I, I say this. Every game in this series is going to be close. You're um, that's kind of that's a risky play.
1: I feel like because, well, you said you're not sure if they're going to win or not, so never mind. Cause I was going to say if you think they're going to win, then I mean it's only two points. So I mean if you're taking it, then you're kind of you're kind of betting on them to the win in the sense. I mean, because losing by one or two points is very, very rare. It's very hard to lose by one or two points. Happened the last time these two teams played. It it did. It did. (laughs) It did. It did. did. But the odds just seem very, very slim. So that's why I got the Warriors winning. So I'm like, they're going to win by at least two points. If they win the game, they're not going to win by one. I mean, I know last game, but that's not going to happen again. So
0: we'll 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 see. see. (laughs) And what we also will see is you, TikTok. It's that time? It's that time. It is that time. All right. I don't know how we're gonna do uh, this. take the headsets off or what. I'm. Go ahead, here? take off the. I headset. gotta take the headsets off. Go ahead, take off the headset. Do you have the song? Do you know the song? I actually, I don't know the actual song. Me and Mark figured it's gonna be too hard to try to record this on the podcast. So check the social media threads. It'll be on TikTok. It'll be on Twitter. That'll do it for Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. Mark is over there practicing his TikTok before I get to recording him. So uh, be on the lookout for that video coming soon.